This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tool. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Raw Reaction Show. Uh, I don't know why I did the wrong introduction to the video. That's just very me. I haven't even got the right background on this morning. There we go. That's better. Uh, but thank you ever so much, everybody, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, what a good feeling to be on the back of a win of course uh, a couple of things to kick things off of course I'm not in my usual surroundings I'm still here in Liverpool at the moment uh, with it being a later kickoff in the afternoon it meant I couldn't actually get back home in time to get a train from London to get back to where I live so uh, I stayed overnight here and uh, yeah I'm feeling very good this morning um, it's nice to be in a kind of a situation whereby you know you've come away from a victory that has been long, long coming because Arsenal, as we know, and the stats been ringing around your minds for the last fair few days or so, have not won that Goodison Park since 2017. So to get that victory was absolutely critical. Uh, I'm hoping that the audio and the lighting and you can see me okay and everything like that. But uh, yeah, this, this is what you're getting uh, for the shorter show that we have this morning. It's probably going to be fuzzy. The Wi-Fi is probably terrible, but uh, we're committed to bringing new shows. So hopefully, uh, indeed, you get that from us this morning. But uh, let's say good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Good morning to Matt. Good morning to Louis. Good morning to Mark, to Trevor. Good morning to Penny Ween and Grantly Poos, to Trevor, to Phil. Uh, good morning to Mark. We've got Phil, Jimbo, uh, seeing plenty of usual faces. Rob, David, Kim. Uh, who else have we got in the chat as well? Barry, Mr. Ree, Gavin. You know, it's so hard to like try and find separate names because people end up having like full-blown conversations at like 8 a.m. in the morning and I can't find the separate people. But good morning to everybody that's joining us in here. I very much appreciate your time. As always, do drop a like and do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Uh, Arsenal winning 1-0 then at Goodison Park. It may have just only been one goal, but there was only one team that was going to deserve to win the game yesterday. Arsenal were utterly and entirely dominant in the fixture. Arsenal were, I think, in something like 80 
80 percent possession i mean it might be slightly less than that when um it came to the end of the game but there was one point yeah 74 percent possession but there was a point in the game where it was about 80 percent and arsenal just entirely dominated the fixture there was no inkling no sign that everton were really ever going to produce something of of quality and you might point your fingers at the opposition side and say well you know arsenal should be beating this team if we're honest because they're just not very good and you know the reality is Sure, they're not that great of a side, but they've not been that great of a side for the last, well, six years. Pretty much every single time we've gone to Everton, Arsenal have been very much expected to win those games and they haven't been able to. So there's always going to be that mental side of the game that's really important to overcome. And Arsenal managed to do that, but they dominated the game. They created plenty of opportunities. I think they limited Everton to just one shot on target, which was an Adrisa Garner gay shot that Raya had dealt with, I think just collected very calmly. Arsenal had 13 shots, four of those hitting the target. I'd like to see that a little bit more uh, kind of clinical, and I'd like to see us creating some maybe more high-profile, high-quality chances. But there's some things that we need to discuss throughout the game. I want to kick off with the offside, because for me... This isn't offside. Now, the rules are very, what's the word, um, hazy when it comes to this. Basically, the rule interpretation here is that they've deemed Beto not to have deliberately played the ball to Enketia. And so they are measuring where the ball is kind of being kicked off of what I believe it was Gabriel. And let's make no bones about this. Beto is absolutely going to try and play the ball here. He, there's no like accidental hit off the forward. Gabriel only sees his pass, attempted pass, connect with the forward because he's trying to, to do something with the ball. He's trying to play the ball. He sticks his leg out at the ball. How that cannot be deemed as an intentional movement towards the ball and therefore what follows is and cannot be offside, I just find very, very strange. Um, ambiguous, I see people are using in the chat box, probably a, a good word for this. But I, I just feel like you can't give offsides for that type of thing. The ball being played by Gabriel is then hit by a player who is trying to play the ball, and then their pass, in inverted quotation marks, leads its way to Nketiah, who is at this point, of course, standing in an offside position. There's no questions. I haven't got any questions about um, Nketiah's position. He is offside in this moment uh, in terms of his position. But he's not offside because Beto tries to play the ball. Um, so it's it's ridiculous, really, I think, that they called this offside uh, and it should have stood. And I feel like if Arsenal had scored at this point in the game, it would have opened things up even more. And I think Arsenal probably would have gone on to win fairly comfortably. Um, but they didn't. And they went in at halftime. But not only that, but of course, we saw an injury to uh, Gabriel Martinelli very soon after this. Uh, Mikel Arteta speaking after the game, saying that he felt something muscular, but he also said that he's always had kind of a muscular issues and he's always feeling things, but he's usually fine. So let's wait and see what happens. Hopefully it's not serious. I'd be surprised if he's fit for the game against Spurs, which is a real shame. Um, but we know when you lose your player, you need someone else to come into the team and step up. And my goodness, did Leandro Trossard do that? Um, responding perfectly after having to come on for Martinelli. Um, and what you want from a player in this scenario. And look, let's, let's, he is a different player. Martinelli's a lot more 
you know, drive, get in behind, run onto shot, run onto those long passes through, run onto those incisive passes, drive at the byline, get the ball back across. Trossard's he cuts inside a lot earlier. There's a lot more similarities, I feel, with Smith Rowe saying playing in a wide area to Trossard than there is with Martinelli. Martinelli is what I would describe as an out and out winger, whereas I wouldn't say that is Trossard. I'd say Trossard is more of a wide forward and that he likes to get inside the box at a kind of earlier point and cut inside and, you know, do the little trickery and things like that. And, and ultimately ended up scoring from a position that was miles from where his, his left wing role technically is. But this is the, the type of recruitment that we've needed at Arsenal for a long time. The type of recruitment that when we are down one of our key players that we have invested and we have planned and we've brought in the depth that we need to come off the bench and make an impact. And Trossard absolutely did that. Uh, the finish is gloriously good. Um, and the left-footed strike to curl the ball away from Pickford. It's probably my favourite way a goal can be scored is when you see a ball just clip off the post and then kind of just curls around the net. So I just love it when uh, a goal is scored in that fashion. I think that's the best way to score. Some people like it when it smashes off a crossbar and then bounces down over the line. For me, I like it when it just kind of clips off the post and rolls around the net. That, for me, is is the best way to score a goal. And, uh, yeah, seeing it um, from the angle that I had from the Everton press box was was the perfect angle to kind of see it curl away from Pickford and roll around the net brilliantly well I thought Trossard was great and it gives you great encouragement I think this probably means that Nelson could start on Wednesday against PSV on that left-hand side maybe he'll start in place of uh in place of um of Saka but I'd be interested to see if where Havertz might play on Wednesday but we'll talk more about that in our preview show on Tuesday so make sure you tune in for that one let's talk about David Raya because this was obviously a really big talking point prior to the game there had been suggestions ahead of the international break and you got to give your props to Sammy Mottbella the male who report, reported this story well ahead of the game like weeks before the game saying that Aaron Ramsdale's position was very much under threat after the international break and and Raya came in and you got to give props to uh, I think it was Ojo who started Raya in his preview team um, and his stats when it comes to kind of collecting crosses and dominating his box are better than Ramsdale's now look he wasn't tested let's be honest there was no point in which you felt Raya was ever going to be under threat in terms of a shot stopping scenario he had to make one very comfortable save and that was it. But what he did do really well was that he was a great presence in his box. He collected, I think it was three uh, high balls into the box. There was one moment where he won a foul because he launched himself into the air so high that he invited a foul upon him that was really, really good. Um, and of course, his distribution, I thought, was was strong, confident, composed. It was a lovely little flick out right to, uh, I think it was Ben White on the right-hand side that was really nice. That I was like, yeah, this, this guy just couldn't playable <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing with the football so yeah um really good debut it wasn't necessarily troubled but uh very very pleased with his performance um but i did want to highlight who i think is probably the man of the match for this game because there's a lot of talk before the match about how do you combat everton's height do you go with a, a four back four with all the tall players that you've got and add tommy asu into the team is inchenko going to be a little bit I suppose, uh, frustrated um, with the the usage um, of, of, the, of the crosses and is he not going to be able to deal with them in the best way possible. But if there was one guy that ran the passing and the movement and the, uh, the build-up play, it was, it was Alex Zinchenko. He was so incredibly good. 
some of the passes in behind to Trossard and to Vieira, the little one-touch flick passes in behind, the little long balls, my goodness, they were good. So, so incredibly good. Um, and those are the types of passes that we need when we're coming up against teams that play um, with these deeper lines and these lower defensive blocks is when you can catch the opposition player um, and you can catch the opposition kind of too high up the field. You need those balls in behind and we did that. And we could have certainly scored a couple more. I think Jesus was played through. I can't remember who it was that played the pass. Maybe it was White or Saliba. Um, but uh, Jesus had a one-on-one opportunity. Erdegaard had a one-on-one opportunity as well. Um, and we absolutely should have scored more than just the one in this game. But Zinchenko was so good, like really, really astute and calm. And when we need to try and control the ball next week against, or this week now, uh, against Spurs uh, the weekend, he is going to be absolutely critical to that game. And uh, it's going to be important to see that. Also, we have to talk about Fabio Vieira. Of course we do. Came into the team, started over Kai Havertz. I had a really good display, you know, technically showcasing his talents. He looks like a different player to last season. Last season, he was just not the player that I expected to come in after watching um, plenty of, of his highlights from his time at Porto. We didn't really see enough of, of what made Arsenal invest 30 plus million quid into Fabio Vieira. And when you put in that type of performance where you're not necessarily getting a goal and you're not getting an assist or whatever, but you're impactful and you're integral to what you're trying to do. That's all you can ask for from a player is to do everything else other than score an assist. Now, there was a couple of things I was critical of, which is why I didn't put him as man of the match. One was when he was played in behind, I think it was by Zinchenko, that he had the opportunity to kind of smash a shot at Pickford. And instead, he chose to kind of cut the ball back and he didn't really cut it back into anywhere. It was deflected. It didn't really go into anywhere. I'd love him to be a little bit more composed with his shooting because there was a number of opportunities he had to try and shoot that went either over or wide or he made the wrong choice and I think that he's great in a position on the right hand side where he can kind of curl the ball into that top right hand corner we saw it against Brentford like we saw against I think it was Leon in the in the pre in the mid-season friendly last year during the World Cup break um, and like we saw um, I suppose there was another, what was the other goal that he scored? Was it in preseason? Yeah, it was preseason. It was against Barcelona, I think it was. Um, just where he kind of hits it from the right hand side, he's got a great finish from a range. But when he's on the left and he's trying to take those shots, it's not necessarily as comfortable for him. And I think that showed. Um, I tweeted before the game that I was looking forward to seeing his combinations with um, with Martinelli. And sadly, we didn't get to see too much of that because Martinelli came off injured before the break. But I thought him and, and Trossard were good. I thought Vieira's positioning, though, to continue to go out wide and interchange with the left winger was good. Um, did I think that it, it transformed us compared to Havertz? No, I didn't. I didn't think that like how we performed with Havertz is, say, here, and how we performed with Vieira was up. I didn't think there was like a huge gap in the terms of the total performance. There was certainly an improvement and more comfortability about what we did. Um, and Havertz came on, of course, and I think did did well when he came off the bench. You know, uh, obviously, when you're in that moment where you've got that one goal lead, you need to kind of win the off-field battles and rather you need to win the off-ball battles and win free kicks. And, and, and Havertz is going to be great for kind of closing out games. I think he's going to be a good finisher um, of games for us, as Arteta likes to call the players. But uh, yeah, I think that for, for Vieira's first start of the season, it was a very, very encouraging performance. I want to see Havertz start, of course, the game against PSV, and hopefully we can then build up that confidence in him as well. 
A quick mention for Declan Rice, who, besides making a error towards the end of the game, which he gave the ball away, and we very nearly cost ourselves um, with, I think it was Dominic Calvert-Lewin had a chance and really messed it up. Besides that one thing, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Intercepting, reading of the game, progressive passing, calling for the ball. This guy doesn't have any kind of qualms about asking his teammates for, for possession. It was so incredibly good to see, once again, um, Declan Rice being astonishingly strong and combative and composed. And he has, when you want to talk about transforming a team, Declan Rice has transformed this Arsenal team for me. And Arsenal have deserved to win every single game that they've played this season, even the Fulham game, which we didn't. We've deserved to win every single game. Declan Rice is at the absolute pivotal centre of that. So, yeah. For sure, Declan Rice is something else. And obviously what this means is that Arsenal keep pace with the leading pack. Arsenal on in fourth place with 13 points, two points off Man City. If Arsenal were to beat Spurs in the North London derby, which of course we have a very good record of doing, but they are looking very good this season, Spurs under Ange Postacoglu. Um, but if we were to beat Spurs on the weekend, it would mean that Arsenal would have more points at the same stage as they did last season. So after six games, Arsenal were on 15 points. Arsenal could be on 16 points after six games if they beat Spurs. And that kind of shows you that, you know, despite people ruling us out and saying last season was last season was a bit of a fluke, um, we could be, you know, very close to that points tally that we had at the start of last season. So, yes, Um it's exciting times, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we do. Right, we're going to tackle your questions for the next 10 minutes or so before I wrap up and have to go grab a train back to London. Um, but without further ado, let's jump to part two right after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box. Um, thank you to the over 1,000 of you that are tuning into this morning's Raw Reaction show. Uh, very much appreciate you doing so. And uh, if you could drop a like, that would be really appreciated, uh, especially because I'm not in the usual surroundings here uh, in Merseyside at the moment. And uh, if you hadn't checked out, I'd, I'd love your feedback. We're doing some more video work at football.london. You probably saw me doing some video reporting outside of Goodison Park yesterday. I'm hoping to do that a lot more this season. I'm going to try and do some more of it on Wednesday at the PSV game. It's going to be interesting to do it at home games. Maybe we can speak to some supporters, some fans about how they're feeling about Arsenal this season. That would be really good and interesting to do as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting up to the game on Wednesday a little bit earlier. So if you're going to the game, drop me a message and uh, and let me know if you're going to the PSV game on Wednesday. And hopefully we can get you uh, some airtime. That'd be fantastic to see. I did the fan zone as well, Everton beforehand. It's quite interesting having fan zones at stadiums, but Everton have got one at Goodison Park. Um, and uh, there was a collection of Arsenal fans. It's one of those interesting things where you're at a fan zone and sort of you're talking amongst your friends and there's like people talking on stage and stuff and no one's looking at the stage. Like no, no one's looking. They're just kind of drinking their beer, having their pies, having their hot dogs. Um, but it was good. To, it was it was kind of Everton to invite me to do that and uh, and it was a good conversation with the host. So 
yeah, it was a it was a good day yesterday. But give us some feedback on that because I'm looking to do more video reporting at games uh, for Football London on the Arsenal way. Not on this channel. It's all going to be on the Arsenal way and uh, with the Football London guys. So make sure you give it a watch. Uh, right, let's jump into the chat, shall we? Um, Holdini says, "What do you think of the quietness of media regarding Chelsea's awful performances?" Uh, incredibly unsurprising. Yomi, to be honest, uh, very unsurprising indeed. Uh, another game, another bout of dropped points for Chelsea away at Bournemouth this time. I thought Bournemouth could have won the game. They had the chances to be able to do that. It's just very amusing, uh, very amusing indeed. I think Moises Caicedo is, is, is injured potentially as well. I don't know what's going on with him. He wasn't in the squad. So, yeah, uh, not great times to be a Chelsea fan and uh, a great time to be an Arsenal fan, of course. Um, Lars says, a lot of talk about the corner we scored and taking the time to do it. How about Pickford holding the ball for 22 seconds one time in the first half? No six-second rule there. Yes, I did see, I think it was, was it Sky who did the, the graphic of 26 seconds that it took for Arsenal to take their corner? Look, I have never, ever, ever seen, and tell me if I'm wrong, and maybe you've seen it before, but I have personally never seen a team get the scrutiny that Arsenal get about pedantic little things, like the amount of time it takes to take a corner. I tell you what, I'm going to be counting the seconds now for every corner of our opposition team, just to see if another team take longer than we do. Have you ever seen the, the how minuscule they're getting at trying to find things to point the finger at Arsenal? It's ridiculous. It is frankly silly. Go and focus your attention on Chelsea who have spent a billion quid and are doing terribly. Why? I don't get it. I don't get what the the need to bash us is. I really, really don't. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's let them wallow in their frustration that Arsenal are doing really, really well. Uh, Richard says, why would you criticise a team trying to score the winning goal for time-wasting? <laughs> exactly. It makes no sense. Like, why would Arsenal be trying to waste time? It's ridiculous. Uh, Nikhil says, mate, I'd stick with the same lineup for the weekend's North London derby. Probably change it up a bit against PSV with that being an away game. It's not an away game, is it? I think we're home. I'm pretty sure we're at home against PSV, uh, Nikhil. So I'll be there. Um, I wouldn't be at the Eindhoven game. So, yeah, we're at home on Wednesday um, for that. Uh, we know what happened in the Eindhoven game last season. Yeah, we're at home uh, against PSV on Wednesday. So I would still change things up a little bit. I think that you can bring Nelson into this game, give him an opportunity to play. I'd like to see Havertz start. I'd like to see Gabriel Jesus start this game as well. So I think the front three could still be Nelson... Jesus, I guess you could, what you could do is you could play Jesus right in Ketia through the middle or maybe Havertz through the middle, actually. Then that might be something to consider. I would go Havertz through the middle, Nelson on the left, Jesus on the right, Smithrow and Vieira as the two attacking midfielders, uh, Jorginho in behind, and then I'd go with a, a pretty normal back four, probably Kivior and Tomiyasu with Saliba I'd say the thing is, I don't want to risk Saliba after what happened in the sporting game. So, yeah, we're going to go Gabriel, Tomiyasu and White. I think I'd still stick with White. Fitness-wise, he's very reliable for us. And Kivior, I suppose, at left-back. So, yeah, Kivior, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, White and Ramsdale or Ray. I don't really care. They're both great goalkeepers. Um, but Smith-Rowe needs to start this game. We need to get him minutes. I don't know if we'll see loads of changes. Um 
But yeah, I'd like to see Havertz start up top, to be honest. And I'd like to see Jesus and Nelson playing off of Havertz with Smith-Rowe and Vieira playing as attacking midfielders. I would like to see that and Jorginho kind of holding and spreading the play as much as, as possible. Some might say that's too many. If not, I, you can stick with Rice. He's pretty, you know, uh, consistent in his reliability and attendance. So I suppose you can go with Rice and Jorginho and Smith-Rowe maybe as the three and move Rice further into the midfield. That could be something that we might try. I wouldn't make more than maybe five changes. So if you, not counting the goalkeeper, I wouldn't make more than five. But I know some people would say, let's just play the first team. Uh, all I'm concerned about for me is that we've got a North London derby on the Sunday. And that is that is certainly coming into my thinking when I'm you know considering the team that should be played. Uh, let's go to Matthew says, Tom, it was clearly attacked by Arsenal on corners with Erdegaard and Saka to try and mess uh, with the focus of Everton. It worked as we scored from it. Don't do it. Uh, so it was a tactic. Um, I, it was a tactic, the little, um, the short corners that we were doing. I really liked them. Everton never really picked up on it. They never tried to stop it either. And I really thought that it opened up the play for us. Trust me, you're going to start seeing teams latch onto that immediately. And that's going to start getting uh, a lot more of attention. But Arsenal went short, I think, five or six times from those corners. And I liked it. I think it was really well. The thing about corners is the percentage chance of changing, like of scoring from a corner is really small. Like it's incredibly small. So these little tactics and things like that um i think are really important to try and emphasize or improve the the likelihood of scoring from a set piece i really liked those short corners i think they worked um and i I'd, i think that that's something that if we if, if no team's going to pick up on it if they're not going to stop us from doing it continue to stick with it uh, nocturne says what's your prediction against spurs you will have to tune in for our preview show which is going to be on either thursday or friday this week we've got another game before that mate. we've got the psv game we've got to think about we've got champions league football to play so let's wait for that phillips says lol tom i don't want many changes but your name's seven <laughs> it's just the way isn't it let's think so it's just I, the thing is that like we say we don't want too many changes but we've got such good depth you know in the squad now and we've got to make one change because martinelli obviously isn't going to start this game um you think Jorginho probably has to play this game um yeah, it's tough because I think we've got such good depth. You've got to use it. You've got to use your depth in these types of players. And I'm really thinking about that North London derby on Sunday. So maybe I would make more than I'm suggesting, but it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But I think that we've got a good enough team that we can make a significant number of changes and still maintain a strong side. Remember that Havertz and Jesus kind of coming into this team are two, I still think, you know, top players. So it's not like you're, you're rotating in youth for for seniority. You know, you are bringing in some established players into the side as well. Maximia says, hey, Tom, why do we have such bad scheduling? We play in the Champions League and play our Premier League game on Sunday. Liverpool play Europa League and get to play on Saturday early. Couldn't they just have switched these games? Um, why do we have such bad scheduling? I mean, if Liverpool are playing Europa and then play Saturday, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's really poor for Liverpool. Liverpool fixtures. Are they actually playing Thursday, Saturday? No, they're playing Sunday. Um, and we're playing on Sunday as well, are we not? Arsenal Spurs? Yeah, we're playing Sunday at two o'clock. Same time as Liverpool's game against West Ham. So Liverpool play Thursday, Sunday, and we're playing Wednesday, Sunday. So I don't think that's too bad. I think as, as scheduling goes, I think that's fine. Um, so I don't think that's a problem at the moment. Um, 
But uh, if the game for us was yesterday, I saw the day before, I suppose if you think that we were playing this week's game, if we were playing on Saturday, sure, you could argue we would have an extra day of recovery. But we are playing on Wednesday. So uh, I think when it comes to, I think when it comes to playing a Wednesday Champions League game, you know, you are going to play on a Sunday because you might have a Tuesday night Champions League game. And so you're always probably going to play on the Saturday when you've got a Tuesday Champions League game. You're never going to have a Sunday, Tuesday, unless it's, unless the world's gone mad, but it's going to be a Saturday, Tuesday or a Sunday, Wednesday. That's, that's how it's going to work. We can pray for a Saturday, Wednesday, but the likelihood is, is then you'll have a Saturday, which follows a Wednesday as a game. Um, so next week, our fixture against Brentford is, let me just find the fixture schedule. So we play Brentford on the Wednesday, and then we go away to Bournemouth on the Saturday before we then play Lens on the Tuesday away from home in France. So you can see it starts to kind of, it starts to build up, and, and that's going to be a, an issue, I think. Um, and says, did you say a shorter show, Tom? Yes, I did. Look, I'll go to Laugh Pass. My train, I've got enough time. I want to get some breakfast before... I get the train. Um, but uh, there will be another show. I should point that out. There's going to be another show uh, today. So at five o'clock uh, UK time, I'm going to be talking to Elliot from the Arsenal Vision podcast. I'll be talking a little bit more about yesterday's game at Everton. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, me and Elliot always have some really good conversations. So make sure you listen and check that one out. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a chat with him. Uh, it's about lemon drops and things like that. I sent him a, uh, a funny video last night. We were in, I talked about this story. We were in Chicago and they didn't do Jaeger bombs at, in Chicago. So his r- solution to this is to, to give me a shot of something called a lemon drop, which I'd never had before. It was very cold. It was very lemony. It was very nice. Um, but uh, I sent him a funny video based on that yesterday, which I know he enjoyed. But uh, that was a great trip in Chicago. And yeah, so that's going to be good. Chatting to Elliot a little bit later on from the vision. Um, but yeah, yesterday's game was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I enjoyed traveling to away games. Now, it used to be something that it was like a bit of a chore. But now uh, I really enjoy these away games. I'm going to be going to the Lawns game, fingers crossed as well. Um, there's a lot of issues with travel, but I'm going to be driving to Lawns uh, in France. So first time driving abroad. If you've got any tips for me, I've got my uh, my France driving pack where you need like the triangle and the, the high-vis jacket. Um, so, uh, yeah, very, very excited for my first European away night. Um, but it is going to involve driving in France, which is, you know, it's something. It's something. Anyway, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, as it always is. I really hope uh, that you have a fantastic time. Uh, I, the penny win, I can't get the train, mate, because there is... No trains. Um, I mean, there might be Eurostar, but there's train strikes on that day. So it's going to be very difficult. And the day after, I think. So I'm driving, uh, saving money as well by doing it. So, yeah, that's the way. Eurotunnel for me, which isn't on strike uh, that day. Uh, But thank you to everyone that's tuned in. I really appreciate your time, as always. I hope you have a fantastic Monday and start to your week. I'll be back at 5 o'clock this afternoon uh, to have a conversation with Elliot about yesterday's game and about looking ahead to how we manage the PSV and the North London derby. Um, so lots to talk about, lots to discuss. I hope you enjoy your week. Stay safe, stay well, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.